ever felt like your faith was a work in progress? Well, we have a verse for you today. Hello and welcome to Love and Encouragement to Live By. I'm Tammy Thompson, a Christian author under the pen name of T.S. Thompson. And you can learn more about my books by visiting my website at ts-thompson.com. And I'm Joe Heather Dodson, your Christian coach, helping you discover what God has next for your work, your ministry, and your life. Learn more about my coaching services at yourchristiancoach.net. Well, thanks for joining in today for your weekly dose of love and encouragement as we talk about Hebrews 12.2 to help deepen your Christian living. Yeah. Joe Heather knows I like this verse. <laughs> Amen. I, you Amen. know, this is one of the verses I, I think I've talked about in several episodes, different chunks. But today we're going to talk about the whole verse at once. So let me mm-hmm. introduce you to the scripture. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to it. It's Hebrews 12, 2. And this is the King James Version. And they're pretty similar across all the versions. So looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yes. Who? For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Woo, I just love that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's, man, it's going to be great diving into this today. I can't, I can't wait to talk about it and, and um, so you guys can start absorbing it. What do you think, Jehother? Yes, yes, I'm really excited about it, too, because when you kind of just look at Hebrews 12, it gives you reasons to endure despite discouragement. Mm-hmm. And... It encourages us to do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And we talk about that a lot on the podcast. And so the chapter, since you've opened your Bibles, the chapter begins by reminding us that there are champions in the faith who are witnesses to us. They give us examples of what it means to be an overcomer. But how are we an overcomer? Because we're it's just like Jesus. Jesus overcame sin and death. And so it's going to be fun looking at verse 2 with you today, Tammy. Mm, before we dive in, yeah, we got to help you stay connected to us every week. So if you're enjoying this podcast, you know, please sign up for our weekly newsletter and share. You know, this link, in, you know, is in the show notes, whatever platform you're listening on. And don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe. And you can help us grow by partnering with us through prayer and financial support or serving on a sponsor spotlight. Okay, so we are going to start to dive into this. Man, woo! All right, I got my notes here. (laughs) I'm excited. excited. I know. So the first part, we've broken that down into four parts, three parts. Um, So looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we're going to stop right there. We're going to... Wow. So first off... And every time I look at this verse, Joe Heather, something new pops out. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm. So I was looking at it and I was like, are you looking unto Jesus? That's what the Holy Spirit said. Are you looking? Are you actually Mm. looking unto Jesus? You know, when your faith is tempted, where do you look? Are you looking to Jesus? I never thought about that before. I jumped right to the author and picture of my faith. But but it's like, yeah, are you? Are you looking to Mm. Jesus? And then, of course, I've talked about this before about the author in a finisher because I'm an author. You know, you guys know I'm, I'm a Christian author. I know what it means to to write, and so I identify with this. And so I've taken it. You can glaze over this, but I've taken this and I've really pondered about it. What does it mean? You know, how do we connect our Christian living to being like an author? What is Jesus doing when He's the author and finisher of our faith? We know mm-hmm. when we first get saved, we're the rough draft. It's rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs a lot of work. You know. <laughs> You know, and it's yeah. like, and that's what Jesus does is he goes through 
our life, our whole walk as a Christian, he is perfecting us, right? He mm. is cutting out things that don't belong. Tammy, you got, this has to go, Tammy. It's being cut out. It, you know, you got to get rid of this. I can't perfect this, you know, chapter of your life unless this goes. I can't move you to the next place unless this goes. And he, and he adds new things in. I'm going to give you something new to look at. I'm going to change your life in different ways. So he's editing us just like an author edits mm-hmm. um, a piece of work, whether it's a book or a novel or, you know, whatever it is. He is actually working on And I just think it's so amazing because don't you want to be that final draft, that perfected final yeah. draft? Now, we won't have that, right, mm-hmm. Joe Heather, until we go to heaven. Yeah. We won't right. be perfected, right? But I, I want you, you know, to when you're going through like a growth spurt, don't don't dread it. I love, yes, right. every time I go through an edit phase with God, I just love, I mean, I don't like the process, right? right. It's painful. Nobody yeah. likes to be edited, you know? Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I love what, what the fruit that's produced in me afterwards. I love what I become after Jesus said, okay, whoosh, that chapter is done. <laughs> We've edited yes. out, you know, and I, and I conform with the edits, you know, I conform with the way that he wants to change me and modify. So when you're going through something, I just want you to hang in there and know that Jesus is perfecting you and make it better. He wants to make your life better. He wants to make your Christian walk better. And that's what he is doing. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Yes. I love that, Tammy. And as you were saying that, well, let me first start, you know, we're saying, you know, to look to Jesus. So it's all about looking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I talk about this a lot. I talk about it to myself, to my family here on the podcast. You know, I say it over and over because I know that whenever I take my eyes mm-hmm. off of Jesus, I stumble because I get distracted by what I call the dis-is of life discouragement, disease, distrust, disagreements, dismay, disruptions, and the dis list goes on and on. And uh, I know for me, and even for, for my family around me, my friends, you guys listening, it's going to be a lot better if I just keep my eyes on Jesus. So, so, so like you said, Tammy, that's the first part, just eyes on Jesus, eyes on Jesus. And um, it's kind of like uh, you've heard this from other families. You know, we tell the boys, if you see something, uh, let's say we turn on the TV and there's an ad and it's something they know they're not supposed to see. And I say, bounce your eyes, bounce your <laughs> eyes, look away, right? <laughs> bounce. Okay, I just saw something I'm not supposed to see. Let me bounce. Well, why don't we do that with discouragement? Why don't mm. we do that with dismay? Why don't we do that with the disease and go, no, I'm not looking at my disease. I'm looking at Christ because he has overcome he has overcome all of the dis words, right? He is the victory. Um, so as Tammy said, you know, the verse goes on and says, he's the author and finisher of our faith. And what came up just even as you were sharing, Tammy, you know, when it says author and finisher, I mean, he wrote, he, mm. he wrote it, right? He wrote our world. I mean, he spoke it into existence. John confirms that, right? He is the word and the word is God. And he spoke the world into existence. He spoke us. He's our author. And and he was a part of that plan because he's the finisher, right? He's the one who went through it all. And and we're going to talk about that more as we go. So I don't want to jump ahead. But it but all of this really just confirms for me that my eyes should be on Jesus. And and as Tammy was describing being refined, okay, my eyes are on Jesus at the starting gate. Maybe mm. you're just starting today, and you've been just you found us because you were curious about who is this Jesus guy, and you're at the starting gate. 
Well, get your eyes on him, right? And keep your eyes on him as you run the race, run the race of faith, right? And then as Tammy said, you know, my eyes need to be on Christ as I, as I strive to finish, finish and finish well. And the only way that I can do that is through Jesus. Mm, yeah, it's beautiful. When you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, when you have um, somebody else editing for you, you might disagree with their changes. You ever feel like that? God wants to change something in you yeah. and you resist yeah. it. But, you know, and so think about those times. I mean, the more you comply and agree with God, the easier that change in your life is going to be. Because he wants to bring about fruit in your life. And if you've got something in there that's preventing that, he wants you to give that up. And you might be resistant to give up some of your ways, you know, yeah. that you have. Yeah. So allow him. I think we have to allow him to edit us, to be that mm -hmm. author, the finisher of faith. Wow. Yeah. So the next part... And it, it, it seems like it's going through one part and then it it's abruptly changes. But I went, looking at this whole verse, we'll talk about at the end. It really flows together to make an overall point. We'll get to that at the end. But let me read it to you, the next line. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. So what possi possible joy do you think could have been placed in front of Jesus that helped him to endure the cross and despise the shame? If you think about what happened to Jesus, how he was beaten and whipped, humiliated, spit on, mocked, stripped down, what possibly could have been placed before him called joy that would help him endure all of that? Well, it's you. It's you. Mm -hmm. It's me. It's Joe Heather. You know, why did he go to the cross? He went to the cross for you, he went through all of this. It makes me think about why I'm going to cry. Thinking about it, mm -hmm. you know, for you, for me, I was worth it. Yeah. You were worth it. All the stuff that you've mm -hmm. done in your life that you might have that shame. Jesus has already taken on all the shame. He's, mm -hmm. you know, all the abuse, all the sin. He did it all for you. And I believe that joy set before him. And I don't know how it works. You know, I'm sure when we go to heaven, we're going to figure out. But I've thought about this. You know, when Jesus was being whipped and his back was torn, I'm mean, basically there was no flesh left on him, on his back. I, I think he had like a, like a, supernaturally, I think he saw every single person being saved, mm -hmm. like a movie playing in mm -hmm. front of him. He saw Joe Heather being saved. He saw me in that prison cell, you know, as a youth, juvenile you know, um, receiving Christ. He sees people breaking free of addictions, you know, people being healed from cancer, getting out of a wheelchair, breaking the bondage of sin and, and lack and things in their life. And he's like, it's worth it. It's uh -huh. worth it. Uh -huh. <sighs> wow. And did you ever think about despising the shame part? I, I think we kind of glaze over that. I mean, that's another thing the Holy Spirit pointed out this time we were going over it is the shame. You know, what, how he was, they tried to humiliate him. He could have stopped this at any point. He could have said, I'm the son of God. You will not humiliate me. But he allowed it. He allowed it. Just think about when we're mocked or we're teased for the things that we believe in or we're looked down upon. Jesus went through it. You just, you know, you just keep your, your, your focus, right? Who are you looking to? I'm looking to Jesus. I'm looking to Jesus. The author through my faith, offering the finisher of my faith. And I was that joy. I was worth it for him to go to the cross. And I can go on and on, but I know I want to give Joe a chance to dive in here and talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, I, um, 
<clears throat> I had never seen that before you received the revelation of the Holy Spirit about who joy is in this verse. And when you had shared that previously, and those who listen to the podcast all the time may remember this moment, you know, it really transformed things for me. And I've actually been meditating on this verse a lot because there are no words to describe what it means to be considered a joy by Jesus, you know. And I can't comprehend that. I can't take it in. And, you know, he did despise the shame. He despised it. What had to happen. But yet his joy in you, listener, his joy in Tammy, his joy in me, his joy in you is what gave him the ability to get past that. He... he, he he went beyond. So the shame did not overcome and overshadow. You were greater mm. than that. He considered you greater than that. And if you haven't had time to just sit and hold this out between you and Jesus, I, I really want you to do that because if you feel like you're not worthy, mm. I want you to to listen to this verse today because Christ has already marked you as worthy. Yeah. And he did it before you were born. He saw you, as Tammy said. We can't understand it, but he saw you. Mm -hmm. He saw you, and he said, he said, uh, Mary, you're worth it. You know, he said, John, you're worth it. You know, he, he saw you, and he endured because of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's emotional. It's it's you mm -hmm. know, it's one of those verses when you when you um understand what happened. I mean, you think about what Jesus, you know, around Easter time and stuff, it, it's just always hard for me to think about, you know, what he did and, and it just it's his love for us, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's it's because it makes it seem silly, doesn't it, Joe? How that we go to him with a prayer request mm -hmm. and we think he's not mm -hmm. gonna say yes, and yet he did all this already. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, are you kidding me? Did you not read my word? Do you not know how <laughs> I value you that I went through all this for you? That would yeah. I not else help you pay your mortgage? Right. Do I not care that you feed your yeah. kids? Yep. Whew. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump down to the next and final part of this one because there's victory. Because after all that, Amen. it says, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. It was a finished work. He made sure that he stayed there long enough to complete everything that needed to be completed for us. That every mm -hmm. sin was paid for, every healing was taking place on the cross. I believe that. I, you know, yes. everything that needed to be accomplished, he knew when it was time and he gave up his spirit. It was done. He had the victory. Now he is in a resting place beside the Father who's at the right hand of the glory of God, right? Yes. And yes. everything's been put underneath his feet. But I will tell you the thing that came to my mind, Joe Heather, when I was thinking this, it doesn't stop there. Jesus is going to get up from that throne and he is coming back soon. Mm -hmm. He is coming yes. back soon to rule and reign down here. And he won't be 
whipped and beaten and stuff. It's not going to be, you know, he's a no, right. he's going to come with all the, of the authority, you know, and, mm -hmm. and things are going to change. You know, he's going to come yes. back with his church and it's going to be, a, mm -hmm. it's something to look forward to. But right now he's in a state of rest next to the father, but he's still, he's still listening mm -hmm. to you. You can still come to the throne of God. You know, it says we're seated with him at the right hand. There's victory, mm -hmm. but it's also something else to look forward to that. You know, I can't wait to see Jesus in person. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot <laughs> wait to see Jesus. I, is there going to be a line or am I going to have that direct access to him? <laughs> 24-7, yeah. anytime I want, Jesus will yeah. be there, you know, in a multi-dimensional way that we can't, our brains can't comprehend, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking about that a lot too, Tammy, of I just can't wait to get there. And part of my story um, in my journey of faith is I was in my 20s and I um, was living out of state and I don't know why, but I was driving the car down this highway one day and I looked up in the sky and I just said, God, I am ready now. <laughs> I want to see you now. I'm ready to go now. Every, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, <clears throat> I remember at the time I told a family member that story and they thought I was ready to end my life. I said, no, no, I just love Jesus <laughs> so much that I want to be with him, you know, and, and I do want to see him set at the right hand of God in all his glory because he deserves every, just every glory, every good thing. I mean, Christ is, is the only one he, he deeply deserves. He paid the price for not just me and not just Tammy, but you and every person, every single person has the opportunity to accept him as savior. And to be made right with our Father God. It's Jesus' finished work that's just perfect in every way. And I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to say thank you. You know, I was reading about um, Mary uh, as she knelt at his feet and wiped his feet with her hair. You know, the other day I was reading that account. You know, and I was like, Jesus, I just want to wipe your feet. with You know, I just want to lavish my love, you know, and just wipe your feet with my hair, you know, <laughs> I know that sounds weird if you haven't read the account, but it was just an adoration, an adoration, and, and that's what I feel, you know, I can't wait to see him, I can't wait to just fall at his feet in adoration, um, it's just, it's something that really gets you through, but as, you know, before we, we wrap up here today, I want to let you know um, our episode is sponsored today by Tammy. Um, and you guys know her as T.S. Thompson. Um, she has a deep desire to move readers with her books and to share the light of God to uplift and inspire you just like here on the podcast. Her books are like that. Um, she is so blessed with the gift of storytelling. It's a gift from God. And she knows that the world is in need of these good family-friendly books that everyone can enjoy. So I encourage you to find out more about Tammy and her books at ts-thompson.com. That's ts-thompson.com. So if you want to be a sponsor of a future episode, or if you want to feature your favorite ministry effort here on the podcast, just contact us at loveandencouragement.com. Thanks, you, Heather. And as we're getting ready to wrap up, I always want to put some closing comments that I was, you know, in prayer with the Lord. Looking at this um, verse and um, some, you know, the order of the verse. You know, it's one thing to break it down, but then to look at the, you know, why is it put together like a sandwich this way? You know, why is it? So the what I came, I'm going to share it with you. You know, so it's a very powerful, complex 
little scripture, right? Looking to Jesus, right? It starts out with looking to Jesus who went to the cross for you. Yes. How much he loved you to endure it for you. And now he is seated at the right hand of God. And what is he doing now? Yes. He is perfecting your faith. That's mm. what he's doing. That's what this says he's doing. Yes. He, it starts off with that, but it's like he's going to take you through this whole thing. To say, I'm going to perfect your faith because I'm sitting up there and that's what I'm doing right now. It's perfecting your faith in me. It's a powerful verse. Yes, very powerful verse. It's been such a blessing to unpack mm. it. You know, it's, it's like we said, it's all about your mm. eyes on Jesus. <clears throat> so, so the question is, how do you apply this verse to your life? How can you begin looking away from the dis words, the distractions of this life and looking to Jesus instead? Imagining him there set by the throne of God, you know, sitting right there. I just challenge you to spend some time this week meditating on this verse and finding a way to make changes in bouncing those eyes. Bounce those eyes. Put them on Jesus. Thank you for taking time to join us today. To support us and learn more about our upcoming Your Kingdom Purpose Women's Workshop, visit loveandencouragement.com. We'll be back next week as we continue to offer you words of encouragement that remind you of God's awesome love.